This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Welcome to the Call of the Monster Sports Board, presented to you by Optimo Phoenix, right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSCG. And remember, it's all part part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And I'm Paul Damasi. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening to my show. And once again, we have a great lineup for you like we do every Saturday. Every Saturday from 9 until 11, right here on ESPN Radio, AM 104.3 FM. And I'm glad you're here. I was off last week. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to spend a little family time. I got to see my kids. It was Easter weekend. Brought the in-laws in, mom and dad, you know. And uh, great job, uh, great time down in Vildasta visiting family. But I miss being here. But, you know, sometimes blood's a little thicker than water. You got to do what you got to do. So, but we have a great lineup like we do every uh, Saturday morning. We're talking local sports. And once again, the first quarter of the first hour, I like to play two games here. And uh, once again, we'll start out with the news, the local sports, the updates, and everything else with colleges and high school, any outstanding uh accomplishments now the phone lines are open all you have to do is call 912-920-4441 and you get to be on the show let's hear what you got to say about local sports yeah we could talk about the braves we could talk about the clippers owner out there in uh, la now with all the controversy with him he doesn't like minorities but this guy owns a franchise majority of his players are, are minorities Come on, give me a break. But I don't want to talk about national news. I want to talk about local stuff. And then we go to the second quarter. Hey, this team's having an unbelievable year. They're 10-2. and They're 5-0 and in conference play. First time, and if you would ask me, really? First time in 13 years they've won the outright region girls soccer championship. And that's Savannah Christian head coach, Wade Wright's going to be here. The man wears many hats. He just doesn't coach soccer. He's also a very good basketball coach. But he's into the soccer thing now, so we'll get to him in the second quarter. Then in the third quarter, you know, the Braves. Everybody's, oh, the Braves pitching. All these guys need, uh, you know, they need surgery. They're hurt. I'll tell you right now, the Braves pitching is pretty good. Low earn run average. Well, we have a pitching staff right now in high school baseball that last week I think they threw four consecutive shutouts. And we're going to talk to the man that's behind it. He's also an alumni of the school. He's been there since 2006, 2007, I think. And that's Benedictine pitching coach Jack Holland. Give him back to where he came from. Great story with Jack and the pitching staff over there at BC. Once again, they won the region title. They're making a run. In this, they'll, they'll make a run in the state playoffs, which start next week. Got to find out what the secret is over there with the uh, cadets pitching staff. We'll close out the first hour in the fourth quarter. Open lines. Give us a call, 920-4441. Lines are open, so give us a call. Let's see what you got to say about your favorite team. Let's see what you got to say about your favorite player. Look, you know, we got the uh, Savannah Morning News Best of Prep Sports uh, Award Banquet coming up. Let's see who you think should be the best players, uh, the most versatile, the most dedicated. Give us a call, and we'll pass it on to the Savannah Morning News. They do a great job over there, Dennis Knight and the crew. Second hour starts at 10 o'clock. We'll open it up with the man, the columnist, Stephen Elmo Weeks. He's got a lot of good things to talk about. And it's going to be UGA Day here in Savannah, Georgia, the university. 
Yeah, Savannah, Georgia. The University of uh, Georgia Day here in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, we got Mark Rick coming down. We got my, uh, Mike Fox coming down. We got other people coming down. Steve Wick's going to be there. He's going to be interviewing Mark Rick, and he's going to be telling us about that. Also, don't forget, uh, let me get my little hand out here because, you know, being a novice at this, I always make a couple mistakes. Don't forget, we got the Gator Golf Classic benefiting the Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia, which is associated with the Alzheimer's Association right here in Savannah, Georgia. That's April 28th. It's at the club at Savannah. Give Stephen a call at 596-6016 to find out how you can get a team in. It's $100 per per $110 per person, 400 per team. This all goes to the Alzheimer's Association right here in Savannah, Georgia. So once again, uh, you know, the Gator Golf Classic uh, in Gator Rivers is the uh, dancing star for the, this year's uh, Dancing with the Stars. There's 12 of them, so we're sponsoring. We're talking about Gator Rivers. In the second quarter of the second hour, we'll talk to the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. He's part of that unbelievable pitching staff over Bened at Benedictine, but he's done something special, too, that we got to talk about, and that's Stevie Powers. You know him on the football field, led uh, BC deep into the playoffs, lost a heartbreaker in the semifinals again. Well, this, uh, he's, he toes the rubber. He's, the uh, I think, the elder statesman of that pitching staff, and he's only a junior. So he's got two sophomores and a junior with him pitching. BC is going to be pretty good for the next couple of years. And then we'll get into the uh, big guy, Frank Silkowski. We got so many teams in the playoffs. Baseball playoffs start. We got teams in the tennis playoffs. Well, this man knows what's going on. We'll be talking to the big guy, Frank Silkowski, roughly about ten thirty-five, right here on the call of the Monster Sports Board. All right, scoreboard time. Braves. Oh, the Braves. They have no pitching. They can't do. It. They're in first place, people. They're fifteen and seven. They won last night again, five four. Uh, you know, BJ Upton, first inning, three run home run. I mean, you just got to say the Braves, you know, Freddie Gonzalez is doing a great job over there with a lot of Band-Aids. And there's a lot of Band-Aids on those arms. And, you know, we're going to get Mike Miner back. It's going to be, don't worry, the Braves will take care of it, okay? And let's go locally to Savannah Sand. That's the only professional team here in Savannah, Georgia. They won, uh, They took a doubleheader last night from the Lakewood Blue Claws. Uh, they won the first game 4-1. They won the nightcap 10-2. They're in first place. They're 14-6. and uh, Once again, Luis Rojas doing a great job over there with those young, exciting, up-and-coming stars for the Savannah. Savannah High School Baseball, Region 3A, Savannah Christian 1, Johnson County nothing. Now, listen, people, this kid is only a freshman. Freshman Zach Brockman was the winning pitcher. Freshman, he pitched a shutout, allowing only five hits and striking out five. Now, if you know anything about the Class A private school playoffs in baseball, football, and basketball, it's all based on PowerPoints. And every game is a big game. They got a doubleheader today. They got to win. Right now, I think they're, sit they're sitting eighth in the... Uh, Private A PowerPoint standings. They got to keep on winning. So they got a doubleheader tonight. Carl Carter and Coach Spurlock doing a great job out there. Once again, Savannah Christian won Johnson County. And congratulations to freshman Zach Brockman on his five hit shutout. Uh, in non region, Benedict Dean over the Jenkins Warriors. 7 2. Seth Gaspin doing a great job. They needed to beat Richmond Hill the other night, but Richmond Hill is the second place team in that region. They lost. Uh, very respectable, uh, comeback for the Warriors on the Seth Gasman. Once again, Kevin Farmer and the BC Cadets keep rolling. BC was trailing 3-2. They scored four runs in the fourth inning to take the lead. Uh, what can I say? Ryan Woodie had an RBI and Shane Alberino had a big RBI in that win. BC 7, Jenkins 2. Breaking news, Islands High School finishes 12-6 in region. 14-10 and 10 overall, and they will make the state playoffs, baseball playoffs, for the first time in school history. Congratulations, Nick Pugh. Great job. Great job with the boys. Once again, uh, Islands High School. 
making state playoffs. In Georgia Independent School Association, Bible Baptist beats the Matadors, Memorial Day School 3-1. On Thursday night, Memorial went down to First Presbyterian Christian, beat them 6-5. Ryan Rossiter pitches a complete game for the Memorial Day School Matadors. Way to go, Ryan! Way to go, Pat Rossiter. you got to be proud of that young boy. Skeezer, St. Andrews beats Bible Baptist 10-0. And I think if there's a St. Andrews person listening to me, I coached St. Andrews in uh, 2000, 2001, 2002, the baseball team. We missed the playoffs, no exaggeration, one game every year. I think this is the first time they've made the playoffs in over 14 years. Scott Abernathy doing a great job. St. Andrews, 10, Bible Baptist, nothing. And in non-conference, Coastal Homeschool, yes, the Hurricanes beat Frederica 9-6. they got a bunch of kids that are doing a great job. Uh, Collins, and we can go on and on. We'll have the uh, man that's the coach of them, Jason Rockwell, hopefully when he comes back from Cuba on his trip, telling us all about the Coastal Homeschool Hurricanes. In soccer last night, we had a tie. We had 4-4. Okay, we had 4-4. Uh, tie, Islands and Savannah Christian. Tyler Lee. And you know what? I'm, par I'm partisan here. But this kid has scored 76 goals in three years. And he's still got another year to go at Islands High School. He scores three goals. Alessandra Amara scores the other goal for Islands. Savannah Christian, Chase Easter. Uh, did I say that right? Scored two goals, and Aaron Osborne and Tyler Duckworth. Tyler Duckworth scored the penalty kick to tie the game, and that's how it ended 4-4. Both teams are on their way to the playoffs. I mean, what more can I tell you? I mean, it's a, a tune-up, and they're both good programs. Savannah Christian's got a buy in the first round. Islands has got a home game, so that all starts next week. Track, the state sectionals of today. There's a bunch of teams, and I'm not going to go over everywhere, but then Savannah Christian, uh, Johnson, there's a bunch of teams in the track state sectionals. I'll have an update on tennis. Uh, SCAD's boys and girls are in the playoffs. Savannah Arts Academy, BC in the playoffs. Uh, this is tennis in AAA, Savannah Arts Academy in 4A, South Effingham in 5A, Richmond Hill, boys and girls, Effingham. Golf, uh, Savannah Christian, both boys and girls. St. Vincent, BC uh, in 3A. Our local public teams didn't make it, but Gus Beisel shot a 71 to be out the be the low medalist, so he is the region champion. He'll be going on to the state finals. And Nicolette Weaver, Scott Beisel, Gus Beisel's from the Savannah Arts Academy, Nicolette Weaver from Islands is the girls' representative. She shot an 87. So they'll be both going to the state playoffs. Uh, Southeast, uh, South Effingham, boys' team, probably the best in the area. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the state. Richmond Hill and Effingham both made the state playoffs. we got a lot to do. we got a lot to go on here. I know we got more on the scoreboard. I'll come back with a college update later on. Once again, this cannot happen without my sponsor, Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they got 26 of the finest, best-trained orthopedic surgeons in the region, full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, all in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. And remember, they're doctor-led, but they're patient-focused. The center is located at 210 Eastern Avenue, right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optum.com. O-P-T-I-M, OptumHealth.com. Next up, a little Lady Red Raider soccer with the head coach, Wayne Wright from Savannah Christian. You're listening to the Call of the Master Sports Court brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSCG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs> 
Good morning, Savannah. It's Call Demasi and the Call Demasi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM WSEG. And we're talking local sports. That's right. We got two hours of local sports right here until 11 o'clock. So get involved. Give us a call, 920-4441. We want to hear about your team. Let us know what's going on. And uh, that's what it's all about, giving the kids, the local kids, the local coaches, the local teams more publicity, more recognition, which they deserve. I'm going to finish up with my high, uh, my scoreboard. And then we'll get to my guess uh, as far as the college goes. Because colleges in this area are pretty good, but they're not big-time D1, so we get no respect. Hey, okay, Rodney Dangerfield. So uh, once again, here we go. Armstrong Atlantic Baseball, they're at Atlanta. They lost a tough one last night, 3-2. They got a doubleheader today. Uh, Savannah State's at the MEAC Championship, played right here in Savannah, Georgia. Crosswinds, the second round has begun. The SSU men's golf team's in third place. SSU softball, Savannah State softball's at Bethune-Cookman, doubleheaded today. Savannah State baseball's at North Carolina A&T, doubleheaded today. I got I to gotta give you a shout-out because, you know, being a New Yorker, I know about the Penn Real. It's one of the oldest track meets here in the United States, and it's held in uh, it's held in um, New Jersey. Uh, well, Philadelphia, sorry, Philadelphia, right on the borderline. It's such a great track meet. Savannah State uh, men hurdles team has taken another gold medal at the Penn Relays. Congratulations, to Savannah State track hurdling team. SCAD plays lacrosse at St. Andrews Presbyterian College tonight, and the SCAD equestrian team is in Sweet Briar, Virginia, at the Sweet Briar Invitational Equestrian. We don't get enough uh, information out there about. Horses. Okay, so that's the college scene. You got anything else? Give us a call. We'll talk about Georgia, Georgia Southern later on. And once again, let's get to the local team here now. I couldn't believe this when I read it. The first time in 13 years this soccer program has won a region championship. They play in one of the toughest regions in, in the area, okay? Because Savannah Christian, Savannah Country Day, and Calvary, they knock heads in every single sport, and it's Country Day and Calvary, Country Day and Calvary. Christian's always been the runner-up. Well, they finally pulled through with a 5-0 and region record. Uh, they're 10-2 and on the season. They're going into the state playoffs with a bye because they're the number one seed. you got to love that as a coach. You get all those injuries healed up. And, you know, what can I say? This next guy that's sitting here right in the studio, so we don't have a on, online radio, uh, phone line interview. He does a great job. He's been coaching soccer over 20 years. He started the FEM soccer program up there at Effingham High, High School for the girls. He coached, has coached basketball for 25 years. He loves local sports. He's been involved in local sports. Joining us now in the ESPN AM 1400, 104.3 FM studio, is the man himself, the head coach of Savannah Christian Lady Red Raiders Soccer, Wade Wright. Good morning, Wade. Good morning. How are you? Hey, you know, it's Saturday morning, and I'm talking local sports, and uh, I, I can get this uh, headset off now because we don't have to listen through the headset until we get to the commercials. But, you know, when I read that, Wade, first of all, thank you for coming in. Oh, I wouldn't miss it for the world. I mean, this makes my job a lot easier. We don't have to worry about phone lines going down. But, I mean... I mean, you've got so much experience with this. I mean, you started the program up at Effingham. Well, well, I know you're at Richmond Hill as assistant principal. You moved over to Santa Cruz. What made you want to get back at the coaching girls' soccer? I just love it. Uh, I've been involved in the game since I was four years old. And so I've always had a passion for soccer. And so the opportunity arose. I was approached by the people at Savannah Christian. I was at a point in my career to where they said, hey, you can do it. We can do this. And I talked to my wife. and She says, go do it. You love to do it. I mean, it's the competitiveness that I know drives you. I know because Wade and I go way back. When I first got here, <laughs> he was the head basketball coach at Effingham County High School. I was the head coach at Jenkins High School, and we were in the same region. And we, we hit it off. Even though we, when the game started, we were against each other. Mm -hmm. But you could just tell the passion. 
passion that he has for the sport and working with the kids, whether it's girls or boys, he's always been involved in high school sports. And he, I watched you play St. Vincent's uh, last week. You know, I was at at St. Vin- I was at um, Savannah Christian with the JV baseball team from Islands High School. You know. Wade can tell you this. we got to wear many hats. I'm a bus driver also. So I figured, let me walk over and check out what's going on. Because I knew yeah. St. Vincent was over there, and I know yeah. you guys were over there. And just just the intensity mm-hmm. that in that game was unbelievable. Even though it's only one of your two losses, you lost 5-2, your girls were in the game. Yeah, I was I was real proud of them. One of the things we're trying to change at Savannah Christian is uh, change what we play. We want to play teams that test us and expose the um, difficulties or the areas we have where we need to work on and say, you know, Let's be honest, St. Vincent's is the team in Savannah right now. I mean, I'll, I'll make no bones about it. And so that's the measure we got to measure ourselves by. And I was very proud of what my kids did. We learned a lot from it, and we got better. And, you know, he's saying his kids, he's only got three seniors. Three seniors? Four. Four seniors on a team. So, you know, if you think Savannah Christian is done making a run in another region title, they got more coming back. And, I mean, it was a great game, and, uh, I mean, I just, you know, Watching it was a physical game. Mm. Everybody says that soccer, you know, football is worse. I'm telling you right now, girls' soccer is just as bad as playing football. I mean, they're rubbing <laughs> shoulders, they're riding each other, and you know, pushing each other. But yeah, that's another story. But you only have two losses. You lost to Camden County and you lost to St. Vincent's. Very, very good programs. But you know, what I'm impressed is we, you took care of Country Day five one, and I bet you that last game of the season against Calvary must have been a tough one. It was. It was. Um the kids knew what was right on the game, and when you've never been in that situation, nobody on the team has been in the situation to have the opportunity to earn that. So we spent a lot of that game working through the fear of not wanting to lose right. and learning how to win and be a champion. And so there was a lot of frustration there, but once again, we grew. We need we, we want to play in these games. And so, you know, it just takes time. I mean, and Chad Griffin's taking over that girls' program over there. I don't know how he coaches both. I mean, uh, you and I have done it. We've coached JV basketball, come back and coach. How do you coach two teams at one time? I, I, but he's done a great job over there. I don't know. Chad and I have been friends for a long time. And I'll tell you something right now about Chad Griffin. I have, there are very few people that, Love the game as much as I do, and I would say he'd be close to probably loving it more than I do. He loves the kids. He does an unbelievable job at Calvary. I mean, he has a passion. He's like you. He's the athletic director. He acts like an assistant principal. I mean, he wears so many hats over there. It's unbelievable. And then he goes out and coaches two teams, and the boys' team was respectable also this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think... uh, Truth of the matter is, soccer in Savannah, I think one thing people forget is that our club program here in Savannah is unbelievable. And we all get pieces of that club. And so when you have kids playing club soccer that are getting that expert technical training, they're getting exposure to different styles of play across the country. When they come to us, it makes our job a little bit easier because then we figure out what we have and what tactically we need to do with what we have. And so you've got to give it's like all of us have extra assistant coaches year round. Savannah United, uh, we had other clubs before that. We got another club starting up. I think it's the Storm. The Storm. So I mean, but you know, you and I know it that to be, be to be the best, you have to do this all time. Sports is repetition. Absolutely. And when you repeat it over and over again, it goes on. Okay, enough about that. And Savannah United and Storm now, great job. And I agree with Coach right here. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report right here on AM 1400, 104.3 FM, ESPN Radio, Savannah and Hilton Head. I got Wade Wright, the head coach, Savannah Christian, right here in studio. Okay, let's send out some love to you girls. I mean, Angela Key, Chanya E. Walson, your goalie is one of the top goalies in the area. Let's give the girls some love who, who've made this championship happen. Well, I'll give it to my seniors to begin with. When we started the season, I set them down. Um, Chandler, 
uh, Haston, uh, Lizzie, Wakely, um, Maggie Shamba. I sat down with them. I said, "What do you want?" And they said, "We want to be and be, we want to be the champion. We've always been the, the stepchild, the right. bridesmaid." And so I said, okay, that's the goal. Took it to the team and says, here's what we're playing for. And they have taken the bull by the horns. They lead the team. I would say our personality and our success revolves around their desire, and we feed off that. They provide unbelievable leadership. But the truth of the matter is a lot of our young players, our freshmen and sophomores, have stepped up. You know, They have stepped up and decided we're going to be who we're going to be. And it has been... It's been, it's really been fun watching them. I mean, our practices are some of the most competitive practices I've ever been around in my life. Well, you know, you got, you got to see him in the St. Vincent game. He said it's a lot of fun, but I mean, you want to see intensity in the coach. And I mean, he's intense when he, when he's out there, but the girls know you, you, yeah. you love him and it's nothing negative. It's always positive. I mean, keep moving. Don't stand around. I mean, things that you hear a lot of coaches say in other sports. Coach Wade Wright is out there telling his girls to do it. I, I, I mean, watch the game, and you have one girl out there saying, you got to move it. And as soon as she heard you say you got to move, she was moving. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was fun to watch that game. So now we're running into uh, the end of the segment here, playoffs. You got a bar in the first round. Right. Uh, your team goal was to win the region. You won the region. Right. What's the next step for the Lady Red Raiders? Win a playoff game. We're doing some research now. We don't know when the last time the girls won a playoff game. Wow. So we're, we're looking. They've been in it. You know, but they always seem to have to, they lose in that first round or something of that nature. Uh, we play the winner of Pacelli out of Columbus and Aquinas out of Augusta. Augusta. And I'm going up there next Friday to watch <laughs> them play to figure out where we're going to go. So, you know, we've, our whole motto this year is one player, one team, one goal. And we've also changed the mindset to where the most important game is the next game. You know, we don't we don't rest on our laurels and we don't worry about our defeats. One game at a time. One game at a time. And so our next that's our next game. We don't know who it is. As soon as we find out who it is, we'll get ready. Well, you know, you, you, I'm called Demasi. You're listening to Call Demasi Sports Report. I got Savannah Christians, Lady Red Raiders soccer coach Wade right here in in the office and in, uh, in the studio. And I mean, he's been coaching for over 30 years. He loves what he's doing. You're at Savannah Christian now. Give us your opinion and your overall. You're the, the assistant principal now, and you're the head <laughs> soccer coach. But there's more to it. Tell us about Savannah Christian. What what you what you've gotten out of it so far. It's a unique place. It's a fantastic place. Um, it's a preparatory school. It's the largest preparatory school south of Macon. Um, I didn't know that. You see, you learn something new every day. I didn't know that till I got there. And my uh, kid went there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it till I got there. And I'm really impressed with the dedication of the faculty. Um, they all are about college preparatory. They're all about the kids. They're all about there. And the parent Parent involvement. You know, when you work in public school, sometimes you don't get the parent involvement. Parents are involved, and it's not in a negative way. They want, what can we do to help? And it's really refreshing. It's a it's a different spin on what I've done the past twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always another side to the story, and uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it's what what the kids make of it, what the parents' right. involvement is, and that's what it's all about. And, you know, you you have a daughter, and your wife is all you both into education. It's what 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 they got behind them, right? So oh, absolutely. Did a great job, and uh, I'm gonna give me give me a good shout out because you, you know this man stepped up. Uh, tell us how Ashley Barnwell's doing as the big man now on campus. He's outstanding. He's yeah. awesome. Uh, let me tell you, Mr. Ashley. Sometimes uh, you can tell that itch is there. I don't think he's missed a soccer game yet. He he wants to do it, but he knows there's I can't, no time, there's no to, time do to do it. So uh, I can't thank him enough. 
yeah. for giving me the opportunity. Ashley's a great guy, and I know he he loved coaching soccer over there. He won a couple of uh, big uh, games over there. Won a state championship. Right. Yep. Yeah. And now the boys' team is uh, got a buy also. Absolutely. Coach Gifford has done an unbelievable job. What people don't realize is he spent about two thirds of the season with just eleven players. Wow. Yeah, they, that's right. Because Islands played last yeah. night. It was four four, and Coach Coscarano was telling me they only had eleven players. Only on eleven players. How do you play soccer with only 11 players? <laughs> I mean, you get in really good shape. <laughs> <laughs> you run a lot. <laughs> well, you know, Wade, it's always a great time. Wade Wright, the head uh, soccer coach at Savannah Christian Girls Soccer Coach. Great job. Keep up the great work. Uh, we're pushing up against the clock here, of course. You know, we got to go yeah. to the commercial. Uh, first round game is when? It's going to be at Savannah Christian. Yeah, May 7th. Or May 6th. It depends who we play. Second round. Yeah, second round. Second round. Depends on what the other team does. Keep it the great work. Keep it going. And uh, thanks for coming hey, in. Hey, Carl. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. You're doing an outstanding job. Well, I appreciate it. I'm like you. We do it for the kids. Absolutely. I love the kids. Get more news out there. Once again, the head coach of Savannah Christian Girls Soccer Program, the Lady Red Raiders, winning the conference, the 3 Conference for the first time in 13 years. They're winning everything in volleyball and softball. Well, now we could add we could add soccer to it. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Board, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG. Up next, we're going to talk a little pitching, and that's with the pitching coach from the BC Cadets, Benedictine Catch Cadets, alumni of BC, Jack Holland. We'll be right back, and remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi, and I'm glad you could join me every Saturday morning for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. It's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And once again, we're into the third quarter of the first game. That's the first hour, 9 until uh, 10. And you know what? Listen to national sportscasters as talk shows. And, you know, listen to the, the, the my guys on uh, 3 and Out every Monday through Friday here from 3 to 6. The Braves pitching staff. Oh, it's going to be horrible. They Tommy John surgery. Guys are going down left and right. But you know what? The young guys stepped up, and they've done a great job. Well, let's go here to Savannah, Georgia. I was approached a couple of weeks ago uh, by a... Uh, friend of mine, uh, you know, happens to have uh, children, uh, guys going over to Benedictine School, and, you know, I'll talk public, private, whatever you want to talk about, I'll talk to you about sports, and uh, he said, have you seen what the BC pitching staff has done in the last week? Now, once again, I took off last uh, weekend, so this is going back home, but listen to this, this is from the AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, word for word, Benedictine, ranked sixth in AA, has pitched four straight shutouts with three pitches, all underclassmen. On Friday, April 11th, and a 14-0 victory over Vidalia, sophomore Chipper Wiley, 6-1 on the season, I think he's 7-1 on the season now, with a .91 ERA through a five-inning five inning complete game, no hitters, striking out five. He also was 3-for-3 three three at the plate. On Saturday, April 12th, Benedictine defeated, defeated Atkinson County 10-0 in six innings. Junior Al Pesto, 4-2 with a 1.73 ERA, threw a one-hitter while striking out five. He has 47 strikeouts in 32 innings. Not bad for a lefty, eh? On Wednesday... April 16th, Benedictine defeated Bacon County 10-0 in five innings. Junior Stevie Powers, 
Six and one on the year, a 1.40 ERA, threw a one hitter while striking out 13. Yes, that's 13. Uh, he was throwing a perfect game before giving up a blue single with one out in the top of the fifth. They only played five innings. He struck, he has struck out 60 in 40 innings. And then on Thursday, Wiley comes back, Chipper Wiley comes back and pitches a five inning shutout over Toombs County. He gives up four hits and records eight strikeouts. He also has four RBIs at the plate. I mean, this is unbelievable. This is unheard of. Their pitching staff ERA for the season is 2.476. This guy has been the pitching coach there for a long time. He's also an alumnus or alumni of Benedictine Military School. And he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM Hotline, is the pitching coach. I think it's the class of 2003, Jack Holland. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Carl. How are you doing this morning? Hey Jack, it's you know I'm glad you could be on. It's a Saturday morning. It's beautiful outside, and we're talking local sports. And what else? A game that's very dear to me, baseball. So tell tell the people about Jack Holland. How'd you wind up coming back and being a pitching coach? And you know, I talked to Kevin Farmer. He said, you know what? I came in there. Jack was the pitching coach. He's doing a great job. I wasn't going to change things. So tell us about Jack Holland, BC, and uh, how you wound up becoming a pitching coach. Well, uh, back in 2008, uh, after I got done at the University of Georgia, I uh, came back and I, I contacted former head baseball coach here at BC, uh, Bill Curley, who was assistant when I played at BC, and Bill said they had one open spot available on the staff, and uh, I was lucky enough to be offered that position, and uh, just that year kind of helped in any way I could, uh, JV-wise, um, stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, Coach Coley gave me my, my chance and uh, extremely, extremely lucky to be able to do something I love at a place that I that is, tr- you know, truly dear to my heart. And then uh, when Coach Farmer came on uh, a little over a year ago, uh, we, we met and uh, discussed some things about the future of the program, and he offered me uh, an invitation to stay on the staff and to join him and what he was going to try to do here at BC. And uh, really, Carl, I cannot tell you and express to you um, how excited I am to come every day and to work with these kids at BC at a place that uh, you know is really, really special to me. Well, you know, it's been phenomenal the way they've been throwing the ball this year. I know I got to see you play your first game uh, against uh, South Effingham at Grayson Stadium. I know it was the first game of the year and a big game. Everybody came out there to watch it. But uh, uh, before we get into the kids and the stats and everything, and, you know, Kevin Farmer, graduate of Benedictine, Jack Holland, graduate of Benedictine, what's so special about coming back and and working and coaching at the, the school you went to? Uh, I get asked that, you know, quite often, and it's, it's kind of hard to explain. You know, you, you talk about the camaraderie and the brotherhood. My, my dad, my grandfather, my uncle, and all my cousins graduated from Benedictine. And it's just something that's really special. It's once you become a part of it, uh, the combination of the, the JROTC program where you, you get to mix with a lot of older and younger cadets that you otherwise probably wouldn't know. I think that has a lot to do with it. But then the athletics aspect and just being an all-male school, I think, goes a long way in just uh, building that brotherhood that not only exists the four years you're in school here, but uh, also it carries on with you the rest of your life. And um, I really am very lucky to have been a part of that and continue to be a part of it today. Well, you know, you, you're the, you, you, you've done a great job with this young pitching staff. Uh, like I said, uh, Stevie Powell's a junior. Chipper Wiley's only a sophomore. Al Pesto a junior. Those are your three workhorses. Let's talk about your pitching staff. 152 innings pitched, 189 strikeouts, 2.47 ERA, four consecutive shutouts uh, the week of uh, April uh, 11th to April 17th. I mean, man, let's, let's talk about your kids and talk about this pitching staff because you know and I know it, and you being a baseball coach and me being a former baseball coach, it all starts up the middle and starts with the pitcher. 
That's right. It's funny that you mentioned that. Not only the pitching staff, but you know, pointing out you know the middle. They say you're only as strong as your middle, and and that starts with our pitchers. But it also has a lot to do with our catcher Shane Alvarino, who's a first year starter doing a great job, and then uh, Brad Stewart in center field, and then uh, Ben Wright and Mike Huggins at shortstop and second base, who have started on the varsity level for four years now that they're seniors. But, yeah, the pitching-wise, it's kind of funny, Carl. Uh, we, we started off the season very, very slow, uh, having trouble throwing strikes, basically. Just uh, had a lot of problem walking guys, hitting guys the first couple of weeks. Uh, but these kids, especially the three that you mentioned, Stevie Powers, Chipper Wiley, Al Pesto, all three are extremely hard workers, uh, not only on the mound and in practice, but in the weight room in the off season. And they really get after it. They're very competitive. They hate to lose. I'd say that's probably their best quality as a group is they hate to lose. And when they get on that mound, they're extremely competitive. And as the season's gone on, they've gotten a little bit better day by day. And uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, they've thrown the ball very well here. And um, hopefully... You know, we'll, we'll keep that up because, you know, as you know, Carl, being a coach, uh, you always want our peak at the right time and the playoffs coming up here starting next week. Uh, hopefully we can hit our stride at the right time. Uh, you said that right, you know, and, you know, like you said, as a coach, which you're the pitching coach, and I've coached many a sport, you want to get better every day, every game, and uh, it seems like your pitching staff is doing that. And, you know, not to, not to leave out the other guys <laughs> that play for uh, BC, it's just that it's phenomenal that these guys can come back. And were you amazed that you threw your, your pitching staff through four consecutive shutouts? It was pretty surprising. It's, it's unlike anything uh, I've seen since I've been here at BC. Uh, it's just, um, it kind of came at the perfect time. Our guys were throwing the ball really, really well. Um, and the schedule laid out where we could get, you know, enough rest for all three of those guys. And the rotation worked out perfectly where they were on full rest. And, uh, they were just hitting their spots, uh, mixing up pitches, keeping batters guessing. And it was, it was kind of crazy because we didn't notice it until after that fourth game. We were like, wow, it's, uh, been a pretty, pretty good run for us. But uh, the kids deserve it. They've worked really, really hard, and um, we're hopefully going to close out the regular season pretty strong today and, and have some confidence and momentum going into the playoffs. Now, uh, you, you're talking about you finishing out the, uh, the play today. you got to make a game that was uh, washed out the other day, right, Metter? Yes, sir, that's correct. We went up to Metter uh, Tuesday and uh, played three innings, got three innings in, but then it, it opened up and we couldn't play anymore. And GHSA rules mandates that you have to start that game over. So we're heading up to Metter today and we're going to play a, a whole new seven innings and uh, turn the page on the regular season and look forward to next Friday. And when do they release uh, who you're playing? Do you know who you might be playing? I mean, you already got the number one seed out of Region 2A. Do you know who you'll be playing against? Yes, sir. We will open up uh, Friday at BC at one o'clock against Lamar County, which uh, the Benediction is very familiar with uh, after the past two football seasons. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be playing the Trojans out of Lamar County next Friday at BC. Well, Jack, I think uh, Savannah is very familiar with Lamar County, not just uh, BC, because you know everybody's been rooting for our local boys to uh, bring home the championship, and that's been the, I guess, the thorn in your guys' side. But Jack, great job! Way to come back and give back to your school. Uh, we're we're proud of what you're doing with that pitching staff. Keep it up, and uh, look forward to a deep run and hopefully another, you know, hopefully a championship with that baseball team. Well, thank you, Carl. Enjoy the show every Saturday, and thank you for everything you do for Savannah Sports. Hey, Jack, I'm like you. It's all about the kids, you know, and that's that's my motto. It's all about the kids. This is fun. I enjoy doing it. And uh, you know what? Let's get him more recognition. Keep up the great work, Jack. Thank you, Carl. Have a great day.
And once again, that's the pitching coach at Benedictine Military School, Jack Holland. I'm telling you, like I said, four straight games, four straight shutouts. This team has 189 strikeouts and 152 innings, a 2.47 ERA over the whole season. I think conference play, it's like a 1.7 something. So unbelievable year going on again over there at Benedictine with the uh, baseball program and Kevin Farmer. Well, next up, we're going to bring on the man that puts this I guess this whole project together, this whole company together, we're going to be talking to Charlie Comins, the man that knows a lot about sports, and it's behind the scenes with ESPN Coastal Georgia, ESPN Radio Savannah, and what's happening, and a new addition to uh, this whole system, and you got to listen to this guy, a lot of fun, loves what he's doing, uh, you know, loves sports, and uh, i got to give Charlie a big thank you for letting me do this every Saturday right here in Savannah, Georgia. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Board, brought to you by... Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head now. AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG. And remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMossi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. I'm Carl Demasi, and I'm glad you could join me for the Carl Demasi Sports Report. Brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG. And, you know, there's been a lot of improvements over the last year and a half uh, that uh, ESPN Coastal has come into Savannah and uh, made this radio station stronger and better. And as a man that runs this, he's the general manager. He's, he's the uh, fist behind this strong uh, show, this strong radio station. And he's joining us now on the ESPN Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline, and that's the general manager himself, the man that keeps us on, on track, Charlie Comins. Good morning, Charlie. How are you doing this morning, Carl? Hey, we're doing good, Charlie. It's a Saturday morning. I'm excited. I'm talking about local sports and uh, the improvement with the radio station here, the tower. I mean, no better person to tell us about it than the man himself, you, Charlie. Well, you know, Carl, it's been a, it's been a work in, in, in process. Um, I took over the stations on January 2nd of, of last last year, and, you know, the stations that we bought um, were small and needed a lot of work. And so it's taken us a while to actually buy new things and get us situated correctly on our tower to go higher so that we can, you know, get out and get out higher and farther. You know, when I came in town, I told everybody, we're not a 100,000-watt station, and you know, we bought Savannah and Hilton Head, and that's where we're going to be, and that's where we are now. Um, and so it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to improve, and we, we've made strides over the last probably two and a half weeks or so to where we have gone up a little bit higher now on the tower, and so we're reaching into some places that we haven't been clear before, like in, in, in Oliver Bluffton and out into Hilton Head. There, there are some little drop spots, but not that many. And a lot of times... For you folks out there that's listening, a lot of times the weather dictates a lot of this. And so, um, but we're real happy with where things are now. Um, we've gone higher, and um, our response has been overwhelming. 
Um, you know, we're getting a lot of calls and, and notes from people all over Pooler and, and in Bluffton and even into Hilton Head. And so it's an exciting time for us. You know, there, we got some other things going on as well. You know, Carl, you're trotting some folks into our studios so everyone knows where that's at. That We're not going to be there that much longer. And so I'm not going to let that cat out of the bag yet. But we're going to be going to a place that a lot of people are going to be seeing us and being exposed to us. And we're really excited about everything that's happening in Savannah. Well, Charlie, you know, people don't know Charlie Comins. This guy loves what he does, and he loves the people he comes in contact with. And I can tell you right now, Charlie loves Savannah and Hilton Head. And when he makes a commitment to something, he's going he's gonna to do it the right way. And uh, i got to tell you this from a guy that lives here in Savannah. And, you know, I've been following you guys, and I've heard about Southern Pigskin. But, you know, what you're doing here to make local sports more more valued here in Savannah, Georgia, Charlie, is, is such a great job, and it's a feather in your cap. And I, and I know, you don't, you know you're very modest, but once again, I thank you from the people here in Savannah, and now the people in Hilton Head are going to get a little taste of what you're all about and what ESPN Coastal is all about. Well, it's, it, Carl, look, you know, <laughs> and that's very nice of you to say, and thank you very much, but let me tell you something, and you know this better than anybody because you're one of us. You know, we, we, we've got about 10 people on our group, you know, that that go, and, I don't, and you know, I mean, we go 12, 14 hours every day seven days a week and you know we're, we're trying to change savannah and i said that coming in and we said it at tailgates last year and we'll say it this year you know we're trying to bring local sports to savannah georgia because the community deserves it and the kids have earned it and that's the thing i mean you know high school football in brunswick and in camden county and in ware county and in wayne county just go a little bit south drive 20 minutes south of savannah and you have 20,000 people in the stands, and coaches are making $100,000 a year. You have yep. Anna, and they're making $4,500 a year, and you've got 300 people in the stands. Then let's right. go to Benedictine or one of these big power schools. Well, we're going to try to make some change. We're going to bring some attention to the high school sports. These coaches do a, a, an amazing job in Savannah. Amazing. I mean, all of them. I, I, and I met most of them. Um, I just think it's time, and, you know, we're, we're, we're efforting it. And it's going to take everybody, not just us, certainly not just me, Carl. I mean, that, that, yeah. that you know, that, <laughs> that was very nice of you to say, but it's going to take you. You do a miraculous job every Saturday morning, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. And so I think, you know, we're going into football. We're going to do football on the radio. We're setting it up so that we're going to be doing football on ESPNCoastal.com. So if you have a smartphone and you're listening to us on our app right now, that means you're going to be able to get to watch high school football on your phone. And if you have well, a smart phone and a smart TV, that means you're going to be able to watch high school watch football it. on your TV. And so we're going to wrap it all up, you know, and we're going to run with it. This summer we've got a lot of cool things going on, and um, it's a fun time for us. You know that we're sports radio, Carl. Well, Charlie, you do a great job, and you understand we're going to run up to the break here. Uh, once again, I appreciate it. We thank you. I, I wish we had more time to talk, but we'll be back with hour number two, and that's Charlie Comins, the general manager, doing a great job. Charlie, thank you quick. Not, not a problem, Carl. Great job. Thank you, sir. We'll be back with hour number two in about six minutes, so stay tuned for the Call of the Monster Sports Report.
This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs> this is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country, and welcome to hour number two of the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM, WSCG. And remember, it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And once again, I'm Carl Demasi. I'm glad you could join me. Beautiful day outside, 68 degrees, going up to about 84. Get out there, play some golf, do some tennis. Uh, it's a great day to play some sports or you can go and check out some local sports. There's a lot going on here in Savannah, Georgia. Check it out. We got the uh, Challenger over there at the Landings, big tennis tournament. But, uh, you know, every week, well, let me set up hour number two. Hour number two, we have four quarters. The first quarter, I'm going to come back and talk to the columnist from the Savannah Morning News and himself, Stephen Elmo Weeks. In quarter number two, we'll have the Wetherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week from Benedictine, junior pitcher Stevie Powers. In quarter number three, we'll have the sports director, the big guy, the man that's all over town. He does have a twin, and that's WJCL Sports Director Frank Silkowski telling us about the high school playoffs, soccer, baseball, tennis, track. It's all going on, and then we'll close out this show. But we got a big event coming up here in Savannah, Georgia, and I didn't know about it until I talked to this man last night. We have UGA Day here in Savannah, Georgia, coming up on May 1st, and uh, we'll have Mark Rick in town with... Uh uh, sorry, Mark Fox with uh, Mark Rick in town. Uh, so it, it's going to be a big event, and this guy probably knows a lot more than I do about it because it's all part of the UGA Alumni Association. And that's the columnist joining us right now on ESPN Radio Hotline AM 1400, 104.3 FM, Stephen Weeks. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Carl. Hey, uh, beautiful day outside. Any soccer going on? You got to run around with those kids? I am driving back from Orlando, Florida, Carl. I, I had a little, I had the opportunity to, to, uh, spend a couple of days with a friend playing golf down there. And so I'm on I-95 heading north. Playing some golf. You gotta love that. Getting out there doing, doing, uh, enjoying the old, old, uh, stick and ball game. And, uh, once again, you got a big event coming up. Uh, you got a couple big events coming up. You got your hands in so many athletic events here going on. But, you know, the one that you want to talk about today is UGA Day in Savannah. So tell us all about it and how you're going to talk to Mark Fox and Mark Rick. Yeah, Mark Fox and Mark Rick are, you know, annually they, they do an appearance in Savannah and, uh, the UGA Alumni Association put it together. And I'm going to have the opportunity to be there to represent the Savannah Morning News and talking to Mark Rick. And, and Carl, there's a lot to talk about right now with <laughs> football. I mean, we just finished the, uh, just finished the spring and had a good G day. You know, Hudson Mason looked pretty good coming out of, uh, you know, coming out of the spring, but there's still some concerns about whether or not he's going to be able to lead this offense. And the biggest story that every, everybody wants to talk about right now, Carl, is if the schedule changes in the SEC and goes to it does not go to nine games, the Georgia Auburn rivalry might get compromised, squeezed out, 
which is that's the longest uh, consistently played football game in the South. They call it the deepest rivalry, the oldest rivalry in the Deep South. We play in Georgia and Auburn every year since 1892. So it's a it's a storied rivalry with a lot of history. But if they stay at eight games, there's a chance that Auburn and Georgia are not going to play each year, um, which I think would be a tremendous disappointment for Georgia fans. That's you know for me personally. Uh, Florida and Auburn are our rivals. I don't even really, you know, worry about Texas much. I'm, I'm really more concerned about Florida and Auburn as our biggest rivals. So that would be a big loss. Oh, it def- definitely w- would be. When you when you lose a rival that you've been playing for so long, it, it definitely leaves a, a void in your schedule and a void with your fans. And, you know, it, it's tough to make it make it up. But I, let, me, let me jump on this question. Why do you think Auburn is more a rival than uh, Georgia Tech? We've played them more. The games have been more important. Uh, the games that, that we've ended up, you know, playing late in the season with the SEC on the line or maybe even a chance to go into a national championship such as 1980, uh, they're just bigger games. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, other than a handful of years, Tech isn't normally a great game. Um, it's, a, it's an important game because it's an in-state rival. But we've dominated that series, and it's an ACC team, so it has nothing to do with winning the SEC, which is always Georgia's first priority. Yeah, it, def- it definitely is everybody's first priority to get through the SEC, and then, of course, when you get through the SEC, uh, get to that championship game, you got a good shot at playing at the national championship game. That, that'll be a sad day uh, if we if we do lose that game. But uh, all right, now, so you got Mark Rick coming up. Uh, you got a lot of other things coming up. You got your Gator Golf Classic. You got the uh, Greatest Savannah Hall, Hall of Fame coming up. I mean, when do you have to find time to do anything else? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of free time these days, man. I'm uh, I'm running running pretty wide open. Would like to mention the uh, Greater Savannah Athletic Hall of Fame banquet coming up on May fifth at the Savannah Civic Center. That's a tremendous event. It's a very important event to our community. Call, you know, we need to support the local athletes that uh, have represented Savannah in their in their athletic and, and also their you know their athletic careers and their lives. And some of these guys are uh, some of the greatest high school athletes. They've provided a lot of memorable moments, a lot of memories for uh, for people around here. We just need to show them as much support and appreciation as you know as we can, and that you know that uh, that banquet on May fifth is a is a great way to come out, buy a ticket, spend a night listening to sports stories, swapping you know swap some horse stories. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, but you know you also learn something about you know some of the finest athletes ever to play in Savannah. And you know it's something special going. To the awards banquet last night, uh, last year, and watching the—I uh, forget his name. I do apologize. The guy from Jenkins get up there in his red jacket. I mean, teary-eyed, and you know, it, it's just so emotional, and it's—it's it's something special too because you guys don't sit there and pick the the, the Greater Athletic Savannah Athletic Hall of Fame doesn't pick the uh, the uh, awardees or the inductees. You have people nominate them, which makes it even more special. Right. I mean, that's one of the biggest parts of the Greater Savannah Athletic Hall of Fame is. The nominees come from the community, and we depend upon the community to uh, to let us know who they feel like uh, is worthy of being considered a, a hall, a, you know, a hall of famer for Savannah. And I think that's important. You know, we're not hand picking people; we're we're evaluating nominations from the community. And uh, every year, we end up with a really a wonderful class of of, uh, of people going into the hall of fame, and, and it. Uh, you know, a wide representative of the area, too, in terms of, you know, 
there's a lot of diversity in that Hall of Fame, sports and background, stuff like that. You know. And it's, um, I don't know, I, I think every city should find a way to recognize and memorialize the people that provide so much excitement and so many good memories of you know, watching sports and, and the camaraderie that comes along with that. Is, you know, it's part of our, it's part of the fabric of Savannah's community. Uh, definitely is, and when you can see those plaques up there at the Civic Center, you go up there to the second level, it's it's really, really uh, special to walk around and read about all these guys, and uh, I remember, you know, one guy that I'm really close with is Edwin Bailey, uh, played at Tonkins High School, went on, played for the Seattle Seahawks for 11 or 12 years, he just says that's one of the great, greatest moments of his life, being inducted into that Hall of Fame. Well, absolutely, I mean, I think for a lot of these guys who are uh, who are inducted, it's a Lifetime Achievement Award, and it gives them a chance to look back on how good they really were, you know. And I think a lot of people, you go through your life and, and you know, your your athletic stuff takes place in your teens and 20s and maybe you don't think about it as much. But then when you're older, it's nice to have somebody come back and say, man, I, I remember you. I remember how good you were. And that's really what the Greater Savannah Athletic Hall of Fame is able to do is we're able to say, hey, we remember how good you were. We remember how important you were in your community. We remember how much support, you know, you received. It's just a way to... To kind of thank these guys and show our appreciation for what they do on the court, the field, or the course, wherever they may, you know, wherever they may excel. Well, okay, Steve, you got about a minute, minute and a half to go here. Let's uh, touch on the golf. Anything you want to talk about? I mean, the Gator Golf Classic, uh, not having the legends here. Anything you want to touch on? We got the Gator Golf Classic coming up on Monday to support uh, Gator Rivers, former Harlem Globetrotter and Savannah native. Gator Rivers uh, is a dancing star of uh, Bristol, Georgia, supporting the Alzheimer's Association. We were playing on Monday at the club at Savannah Harbor, and we're going to have about 20, 25 teams out there. You know, we're going to have a great time. Some former Harlem Globetrotters. You know, O.C. Welch was, was generous enough to, uh, to sponsor a team of former Harlem Globetrotters to come play in the tournament. So we're going to spend time with, uh, with those guys, and it should be a blast. Raise a lot of money for... Alzheimer's Association, and uh, hopefully we'll have a you know a great a great uh, event on Monday. Well, Stephen, as always, great column last week, and I appreciate you coming on telling Savannah what's coming up. You got the UGA Day on May fifth. You'll be there interviewing Mark Rick for the Savannah Morning News. Then May fifth, we got the Greatest Savannah Athletic Hall of Fame, and then Monday you'll be out there running the Gator Golf Classic. Keep keep it up, and uh, great job as always. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. Have a great day. You got it. And that's Stephen Elmo Weeks of the Savannah Morning News, or as I like to call him, the columnist. A lot of big things going on with Stephen Weeks. Remember, we got the Gator Golf Classic Monday benefiting the Dancing Stars of Coastal Georgia, which supports the Alzheimer's Association. That's the Gator Golf Classic at the club at Savannah Harbor. Then on May 1st, he'll be interviewing Mark Rick at the UGA Day in Savannah, put on by the UGA Alumni Association. And May 5th, we have the greatest Savannah Athletic Hall of Fame. Once again, we'll see four great athletes from Savannah, Georgia being inducted. And uh, once again, he does a great job, man. Well, we got to get to the uh, got to get to the break here. We got a young man that needs to get on the bus to go play a baseball game. He's waiting here in the studio, and that's the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week from Benedictine. We got Stevie Powers. He's got the man with the golden arm on the football field, and when he toes the rubber, it's just as good. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head. AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back 
to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl Demasi. I'm glad you could join me for the Carl Demasi Sports Report every Saturday from 9 until 11 right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head AM 1400 104.3 FM. And remember, it's all brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. used to be the Southeastern Orthopedic Center located at 210 East Durant Avenue. Now it's Optum Orthopedic and they're Dr. Pet, Dr. Dr. Led and patient focused. Well, here we are. We're in studio and we're live with the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. I'm telling you right now, this kid had a, had a great week. Uh, last Wednesday, Benedictine defeated last time he towed the rubber was uh, he's a pitcher he's a junior uh he uh pitched against bacon county he had uh, he was winning 10 nothing he had a perfect game going into the fifth inning and a bloop single knocked off his perfect game but he he's also struck out 60 and 40 games he's leaving a pitching staff that's been doing a great job and if you listen to the first hour of the show coach jack holland former bc uh, alumni now the pitching coach talks very highly of this group and uh this young man is the leader he's only a junior like i said uh, he's got a 5-1 record now uh, in on the season this year and uh 1.40 era i can go on and on but he's also a great kid and i'll tell you what mike caputo had to say about uh stevie powers later on when we talk about a special event that they were involved in but uh joining us now in the espn radio savannah am savannah and hilton at am 1400 and 104.3 fm studio is junior pitcher from the benedictine cadets stevie powers morning stevie morning how you doing hey you know it's saturday morning and i'm talking local sports and i'm talking to kids like you and uh once again thank you for coming in i know you got to catch the bus coach farm is not going to leave with you because you, you're the starting pitcher today so but i appreciate you coming in yes sir absolutely it's an honor it's a, you know, it, it's a pleasure to be here and talk to you guys. And, uh, you know, baseball is, is one of my, it probably is my favorite sport. I mean, people say it's boring, but it's a thinking sport. You have to be ready to play. And you've been doing a great job this year. Last year, you had a great job. I mean, you did a great job on the football field the last two years. But let's talk about baseball, okay? When did Stevie pick up the baseball and start playing that game? Started playing when I was about six years old with the Savannah Dogs. And, you know, dad was involved in it. Dad got you going or you just wanted to be part of it? Yes, yeah, sir. It was my dad that got me involved in it and started playing. And picking up and throwing around a little bit. I mean, uh, and, and, and people say baseball's boring, okay? But if you're out in the field, like I try to teach when I was coaching baseball, you got to be out there thinking about hit the ball to me. What am I going to do with the ball? Where do I got to throw it? Where am I going to throw it? Where am I going to hit the spots when I'm pitching? Uh, so, you know, it's not really that boring, people. And if you play the game, there are certain parts of the game that you like. You like hitting, you like pitching. Now, this young man, uh, he's batting 400. He's got an ERA of one point, uh, what did I say, 1.40. I mean, what do you like so much about the game, Stevie? Which part do you like? I like all of it. I mean, if I had to pick one, it'd be the pitching aspect of it just because, I mean, you got to come in the night before, two nights before, start preparing mentally and make sure you know all your hitters and everything for the next game. But definitely the pitching part of it is the best for me. Now, as far as getting ready for the game, okay, uh, does Coach Farmer have you watched the last time you played a team? Uh, do you go over the scorebook? Uh, how do you prepare for, for, in high school baseball, how do you prepare for it? Well, we have a, a, a batter's chart where our, our coaches will go scout other teams, and just from previous uh, experiences with these teams, we'll go through them kind of mostly in the playoffs. We'll go through them the day before, even the day of, and just go, okay, well, this guy, we're going to throw off speed. This guy will throw in all kinds of different stuff like that. So we have an idea, but Coach Holland does a great job with that kind of stuff. So I, I mean, it's special that you have a guy that went to BC that's helping you out too, right? Oh, yeah, sir. He's awesome. He's definitely 
Yes, sir. He's great. All right. So you pick pitching now, okay? But you also are a 400 hitter on the team. I know. Yes, you said last night you had a bad game because you didn't get a hit. But you got to realize baseball is a game of failure. I mean, the best baseball players in in in, in the world don't hit more than 300. So I mean, so don't put too much so much pressure on you. What skill do you think, Stevie? What what is the best skill when it comes to baseball for Stevie Powers? Just a feel for the game, really. I mean, just knowing, I mean, you kind of have that natural instinct when you get out there, knowing where to be at the right time, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that's one thing that I definitely have. I see the field well with baseball, and um, I feel out the mound very well. Um, and, you know, just, just kind of having a feel for it, knowing what's going to happen, where the ball's going to be, all that kind of stuff. So, Well, if you're just tuning in, I'm Paul Damasi. You're listening to the Call of Damasi Sports Report on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hill, and AM 14 at 104.3. We're at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, part of the show. And we got Benedictine pitcher, Junior, Stevie Powers in here. He's talking about his baseball skills. Now, you know, you got to understand, Stevie Powers also plays football. Now, we don't know if he does enough sport, but he plays football and baseball. And, you know, with football, it's a year-round routine getting better. How do you work out your routine to be a good football player and a good baseball player? How do you work that out? I mean, because they're both totally different. Right. Well, it's, it's a lot of it has to do with Coach Farmer and Coach Britt. The way they work with me is great. And, uh, you know, a lot of our guys, Brad, Chase, Joseph Holgin, all those guys, they're doing it as well. So, just a transfer is difficult the way, especially for me with going from a pitcher to a quarterback, all that stuff, it's difficult, arm motion, everything. But usually I try to focus, especially in the summer, a lot on June is usually around my baseball stuff. And then as soon as July hits, after that dead week, we'll go straight into football and kind of baseball out the, out the window until after football season. So that's how I really kind of routine myself. Uh, I'm going to give you a piece of advice here. It's not going to hurt you playing two sports or three sports. Because I lived through my youngest son and my oldest son, too, because he did football, basketball, baseball also. And, you know, everybody thinks, well, in today's society, you got to concentrate on one sport and nobody's going to look at you. If you're good, they're going to know you're good, whether it's football or baseball. And we'll get to that question later on, which I'm going to throw at you. But now, you know, coming into baseball, okay, uh, like I had Coach Wade Wright, in the first segment, his team, their team goals to win the region championship did that. But, you know, players have personal goals. Did you set up any personal goals for you this year? I didn't really have any personal goals, to be honest with you. I mean, last year is a difficult year to repeat. I was 11, though, so, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of think about that. I try to just put that in the past. But also last year we came up a little short, you know, in, in, in front of our home crowd at our home field. And, um, you know, that was tough. So my personal goal was just to, to lead the staff back to where we were last year and just kind of make that last little push in the state championship. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's tough to beat 11-0. <laughs> yeah, tough. But, you know, like Coach Holland said earlier in the show, I mean, get better every day. Get better every day. That's, that's a goal you can set every day for yourself. And I, you probably ha- have that instilled in you now as far as the team goal go goal was did coach farmer get you together and uh, say guys come up with one goal and this we're going to work to right yes sir it, he uh he kind of he has the mentality just take it one day at a time you know and then we have these long-term goals but really we like to focus on the short-term goals with one day at a time one practice at a time um and you know our biggest goal before now was to win the region championship which we which we did last week and now we want to do something more special than we did last year and and that's what we want to do and i mean there's only one more step past what we did last year so that's where we want to be and we just got to take it one round at a time from here on out starting with this game today it matters so well you know you guys have been doing a great job football basketball baseball now uh soccer lacrosse we can go on and on you got a lot of friends over there that are doing good jobs now here's your chance to send out some love to your baseball friends okay who else on the team is having a good season besides you toe and rub i mean you know 
give us give us your interpretation of who's having a good year. Well, you know, you talk about the leaders of the pitching staff, and when you look at it, I mean, Chipper Wiley, he's killing it. I mean, really, and he's he's doing a great job on the mound for us. I mean, really, he's he's pitching a ton of games. I think he's seven and one. His ERA is a little lower than mine is, and you know, he's just doing a great job. And Al stepping up into his varsity spot this year, he's doing great as well. And uh, Chase Marini, Brad Stewart, those guys are producing just like always. And of course, Mike Huggins. I mean, he's just. He's always going to do that, always be a leader. And um, really, everybody, though, I mean, everybody's stepping up. Everybody's doing a great job. Shane Alvarino's doing a great job for first year on varsity behind the plate. So he's doing well. Uh, I mean, all those guys you just said have been a big part of what the baseball program's doing at Chipper Wiley. Like you said, he's 7-1. and one. He's got a point nine six ERA. Shane Alvarino behind the plate. Brad Stewart out in center field. I mean, so, you know, you guys are really, really uh, have been very successful. And I saw the first game against South Effingham, and, you know, everybody was a little surprised. But, you know, that's the first game of the year. So, you know, you know what's going to happen. Like uh, Coach Holland said, or most coaches say, you got to peak at the right time. And you guys are probably right there right now. So just like last year. Once again, I'm Carl Damasi. You're listening to Carl Damasi Sports Report. We're at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week segment with Benedictine, junior pitcher, outfielder, Stevie Powers. Uh, so, you know, tell us the attitude going into the playoffs with the cadets what do you guys feel now because you know you made it to the semifinals you lost the heartbreaker you want to get to that finals i mean tell us about it right now just do something better than last year i mean that's really what we want to do i mean we're trying to focus on taking it day by day rather than looking at the bigger picture not trying to look to the second round rather than focusing on the first round because right now it looks like we'll face up against lamar county who is um (laughs) you know very well about lamar county (laughs) oh yes sir they've done some damage to us so um, you know, we're looking to host them next week. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there. Uh, we have a half day already for school, so it'll be good. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. You get the chills just thinking about it. But And if you're going to go to the game, remember, the cadet crazies, they're going to be out there in full force. So get there early or you're not going to get a spot. So that's next. it will be next Friday, right? The yes, series sir. starts 1 o'clock. Now, you know, this is you know a basic question that I ask all the athletes when they come here. Do you participate in any other athletics? Athletics. Um, I, I like to play basketball a lot. I played for two years this year. I did it, um, but I like I still like to go out like Daffin Park and stuff with all my friends and, and play against those guys. And, right. Um, you know, I like to play that. I mess around playing tennis every now and then, just joking around and on the beach and stuff. We'll play frisbee and all kinds of stuff. But really, just kind of. Just low life kind of stuff. And then in school, you concentrate on football and basketball. Oh, yeah. Football and baseball. Football and baseball. Yes, football and baseball. Now, if you had to pick, now, Coach Britton, Coach Farmer might be listening. Which yeah. one are you going to pick? Just try to keep my options open for now. I mean, if it'd be nice to have the opportunity to do both or have options where I could choose one or the other. Right. So I just want to get to the point first where I can have the opportunity to choose before I start to narrow down my options. But for now, I'm just trying to keep everything open, visit as many times as I can, go see places, and, and try to figure out what I want to do. Well, you're making a big impact in both sports. You've been successful on the football field and on the baseball field. Something special happened last week. Uh, you guys uh, took a young man by the name of Tishon Tucker, a 10-year-old boy from Georgetown Elementary who has leukemia, and you guys took him under his wing. You had him at practice, helped him out. And you know what? I have to put my two cents into this. Uh, I've been touched by leukemia. I had a high school football coach die at 31 of leukemia. Great guy, Louis Cazenza, and uh, left uh, four kids, uh, young kids. And then my nephew, uh, Johnny Overbeck, at two years old, was 
uh, came down with leukemia. And just watching that kid live through that for almost a year, a year. I mean, and now he's in remission. He's healthy. He's 20-something years old. I mean, to do this with this kid is something special. So tell us about Sean Tucker and how the Benedictine Cadets took him under their wings. Uh, Mr. Caputo came to me about it, um, me and my family about it. He's good friends with my dad and, and asked if I would kind of bring him into practice one day, and I, I was all for it. I mean, it's amazing the way that Tashawn came in. He was a little nervous at first, uh, but all the guys welcomed him. He got it at bat and everything. And, um, you know, just kind of took him under his wing before he went out and threw his first pitch at the Sandats game. Um, he's never really been around baseball before, but it was really a great experience. I mean, he, he kind of looked up to us as – uh, his, you know, heroes or whatever you want to say or looked up to us as kind of the cool kids. But, I mean, in all reality, we were really the ones looking up to him. I mean, it's just amazing to see what he's gone through and everything. So, Mike Caputo, you heard the name. He was in charge of putting a team together when they played the gridiron football game against Savannah Christian two or three years ago. Uh, great guy. He's involved with the Savannah Man of the Year Award through the Leukemia Foundation. Go to Savannah Man of the Year, and you can find more about uh, T. Sean Tucker, and you can make donations because that was a big fundraiser that you guys did it the Sandats game, right? Yes, sir. Huge fundraiser. We sold tickets uh, outside of the Sandats for and all the money went back to uh, Mr. Caputo and that foundation for Tashawn. So, yes, sir. It was fun giving back to a kid that, you know, might not have that opportunity. Right. Yeah, it was awesome. It was such an amazing experience. So, that was Tashawn, not Tashawn, Tashawn Tucker, 10-year-old boy from Georgetown Elementary uh, School with leukemia and the BC cadets took him under their wing, helped out with the leukemia and lymphoma foundation. Once again, you can also still make donations. Mike Caputo, a local guy doing a great job with it. Go to Savannah Man of the Year, just how it sounds, dot com and you can make a donation to this fund and uh, help uh, help Mike Caputo be the man of the year through the uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Foundation right here in Savannah, Georgia. Well, you know, we got, we got to wrap this up. I know you got to catch a bus. I coach, uh, promised Coach Farmer you'd be out here by 1030. Quickly, well, you still got a year to go. Something special about Benedictine Military School other than the athletics. Uh, just the family. I mean, when you think about it, you look at our football games, you look at our, our baseball games, our basketball games, there's people coming. And, you know, people are interested. They want to donate. They want to be at the games. They want to support. And, um, you know, it's cool to see that. It's cool to play in front of a crowd like that, especially at Savannah State when the stadium's full <laughs> and loud and baseball field. You know, you got kids parking out behind the fence and everything. I mean, that's crazy. It's such a great atmosphere. And, you know, we're blessed to have it. I mean, we really are. It's, it's just a, it's a great time. Um, the brotherhood's great, the family's great, and just from you're a year old, you know you're going to BC, you're just in that family, all the way up to you're 90 years old, you're coming back, you're looking forward to it, and, you know, it's just, it's awesome. Well, Steve, I know the year's not done, I know your future plans, you'd like to play college sports, but you're having a phenomenal season again, I know last year you were 11-0, and, 0 and you, you guys made a great run, hopefully you'll do it again, uh, but, you know, that's why... You are this week's Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week for April 26th. Stevie Powers from Benedictine Baseball. Great yes, job. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank hey, you. You're welcome. That's from Dr. Bart Weatherington. Remember, this would not be possible without the support of the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic. Your back hurts. Another body part hurts all the time. It makes you mad. The pain drives you crazy. You just want to pick something up and throw it across the room. If you can, while at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care, pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and, of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic located at the corner of 70th Avenue and Waters Avenue, right down the block from Benedictine School, right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Next up, we'll be talking with the big guy, WJCL Sports Director, the man that's all over town. He does have a twin, and that's Frank Silkowski. He'll give us his insight on the baseball and soccer and all the high school playoffs going on. You're listening to the Call of the Master Sports Report brought to you by 
Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hill and Head, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSCG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm called Demasi, and today's show is brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And it's a beautiful Saturday morning here in Savannah, Georgia. We're talking local sports, and, you know, it's just been one thing after another, and uh, just great, great uh, high school sports going on. I don't know how many of you guys know that there are over 19 schools or 19 teams in the 2013-2014 Georgia High School State Soccer Tournament. Yes, we have 19 teams involved. Of course, that's boys and girls. There's 10 boys and 9 girls, and, uh, I mean, you got you got to keep out on the uh, schedule. But you got to keep an eye on the schedule because you got to get out to some of these games because this is this is soccer at its best. This is playoff time. I know it's the first down. We got ones playing fours and twos playing threes. But you know what? It, you know, nineteen teams. Okay, it starts the 29th, which is Tuesday. Sorry, yeah, Tuesday. Okay, it starts. April 29th, we'll start with the boys' soccer tournament. Strong Rock will be taking on Country Day, and Calvary will be traveling to Landmark. Putnam County comes to B.C., and that'll be played at Optimus Field, right there next to Grayson Stadium. In Class 3A, Jefferson County comes to Savannah Arts. Washington County plays Islands, and New Hempstead travels to Dodge County. In 4A... South... uh, Sorry, let me take that back. I just messed up that schedule. Cancel up that schedule. All right, going too quick. Let's start again. Let's start on April 29th. Can't can that, okay? You can go to my blog, the Call of the Monster Sports Report blog, and see the whole schedule. Okay, let's try it again. The higher classifications start on Tuesday. That's 4A, 5A, and 6A. In 4A, South Effingham will travel to America's Sumter. In 5A, Richmond Hill travels to Bainbridge, and Windsor Forest travels to Thomas County Central. And I'm pretty sure, due to the fields not being available, BC will play Tuesday night against Putnam County over at Optimus Field. On the girls' side, on uh, the girls' side, they start May 1st. I'm sorry. Uh, they start April 30th. Once again, 4A, 5A, and 6A. Westover comes to play South Effingham in 4A. This is girls. Lee County goes to play Richmond Hill. And Windsor Forest travels to Harris County. Then we come back on May 1st with the boys in the lower classifications, Class A, Class AA, Class AAA. In Class A, Strong Rock comes to Savannah Country Day. Calvary goes to Landmark. Putnam was supposed to play BC, but due to the fields, not enough field, uh, I think they'll play on the 30th. Okay, uh, Jefferson County plays Savannah Arts Academy, Washington County plays Islands, and then New Hampshire goes to Dodge County. That's on May 1st. On May 2nd, the girls go. Landmark Christian comes to Country Day. Calvary goes to Eagles Landings. Double A Monticello comes to St. Vincent's. And in Triple A, Washington County comes to play Savannah Arts Academy. Islands goes on the road to Dodge. So there are 19 teams in the in the state soccer playoff, boys and girls. Uh, there's a lot going on. you got to follow it. As far as I know, as baseball goes, in 5A, Richmond Hill 
is seeded number two. Effingham was number three. They'll make the state playoffs starting next week. As I think it's next Friday, May 2nd. In 4A, South Effingham is in the play. Well, I can't say they're in the playoffs. There's a three-way tie for the for, uh there's three teams tied for the third and fourth spot in that region in 2-4A. They're tied with Statesboro and Wayne County. So uh, South Effingham, I'm not sure exactly if they're in or not. If they, if you have any information, please call me at 920-4441 and let me know. Okay, in 3A, you got to send out a kudos to Nick Pugh and the Islands High School Sharks. First time making the state playoffs in school history. The school's been open four years. The Sharks uh, will take on Thompson in Augusta next weekend, next Friday. Way to go, Sharks. Okay, okay. well, we got the big guy here. You know, this guy is traveling all over the place, and uh, I, I was trying to read off the, the soccer s- schedule, but uh, he knows more about this. Joining us on ESPN AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline is the man himself, the big guy, Frank Slikowski. What's up, Frank? Hey, Coach, I lost track of time. I'm out here at the, the MEAC Golf Championships in Pooler, so I was out on the course, and, of course, you got to have your phone on, on vibrating silent, so... I felt something going off in my pocket, and I thought it was just, you know, the early morning shift. But I realized it was my phone, so there you go. Hey, you know, Frank, I understand. Like, I, I was telling uh, Coach Wade Wright, the uh, head coach over there at Savannah Christian, the lady uh, Red Raiders soccer coach, I mean, there's only so much you could do, and you guys run around, you do the great job, whatever you got to get, and I, I understand that. So I just hope, uh, you know, people understand that you can only do so much in so much amount of time, right? <laughs> we, can, we can only be so many places, and you're talking about this week coming up when, when the postseason starts for our high school soccer teams and baseball uh, a couple days after that, it is a busy time of year. you got tracks finishing up. you got some kids signing scholarships, you know, as the school year gets ready to wrap up. So it's a busy time, but this is kind of the last, uh, the last big hill before we get to summer and get a little bit of downtime. All right, quick question now. We have 19 teams in the state soccer playoffs. That's boys and girls. Quickly, what's your outlook in soccer? Well, I'll tell you what, we've seen some, we've seen some great soccer coming out of, you know, Savannah Hart and, and St. Vincent's and, you know, the usual suspects that we see, Savannah Christian boys and girls, <laughs> the usual suspects, once again, we're not having occasion, and I think, uh, you know, we have six squad that we'll go a couple rounds deep again, our big, uh, our big fight comes when we get into deeper rounds, taking out some of those schools from bigger metropolitan areas with, with the bigger enrollment, but, uh, with that said, that's good golf out there. Malaysia St. Vincent's always a power. Islands, uh, Savannah Arts. So, you know, I think we got a, a couple of squads that could make a pretty good run. All right, and now over in baseball, I mean, Richmond Hill, Effingham County, South Effingham, still trying to get a spot. How about Islands High School finally making the first their first state appearance in baseball? Yeah, for Islands to get to the state playoff, uh, great story there. And, of course, you know, you got these teams who are fighting to the very end to lock up their playoff spots. And then you have a team like Benedict, who uh, they've been in the clubhouse, so to speak, or you know, for, for a couple weeks now with their region championship, and and they're undefeated in Region Two AA, and then they will be at home for for a couple rounds here to start off, and we'll see how things shape up with the bracket. But Benedict team looking well. We still got a lot of other teams fighting for playoff positioning as they wrap up the regular season today, and and uh, we'll, we'll get going with the state playoffs. But again, you know, we've seen some good baseball out there as always in in FM County. Uh, Richmond Hill has has had a good. Season. We've already seen some other squads that have already punched their tickets to the postseason, including the cadets. Well, don't forget, you know, we got to worry. We got to worry about that Class A private school PowerPoint rankings. Uh, Savannah Christian and Calvary Day School. Uh, they're still trying to find out where they're going to fit in. I know those power rankings. They, you know, for, for some of us, you know, lifers in the state of Georgia and the, and the old school guys, 
it, it's kind of hard to get used to the, you know, waiting for the power rankings to come out. It used to be uh, you're in, you're out. You know, you, you're finishing your, your top couple seeds in the region, you're into the state playoffs, there's no question asked. Now you're working on strength of schedule and power rankings and all this other stuff, and it, and it makes for a little, uh, makes you a little loopy. But, uh, but again, yeah, we've seen good baseball from single A all the way up this year. And really looking forward to the state playoffs. And we just go back to soccer real quick. You know, we got Santa Christian. Uh, the, the beautiful thing about playing in that state is, is the boys and girls will both get buys in their first round of state uh, in, in soccer because of their, uh, they're doing so well, you know, during the regular season. I mean, it's it just an exciting time. Uh, Frank, we got to go to break. I mean, can you hang on for about three, four minutes and we come finish it up before we finish the show out? Sure, sure. All right, we'll be back with the last segment of the Call of the Massey Sports Report with the big guy, Frank Slikowski from WJCL, and uh, we'll talk more about the local uh, high schools in the playoffs. we still got golf, tennis, and track to talk about, and maybe he'll give us a little insight on, on the college scene. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM Massey, not glad you could join me for the Call of the Massey Sports Report every Saturday morning right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, and it's all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Well, we're wrapping up last quarter. I got the man on the hold. I know he's got to run out there and get some more film, but we're talking to big guy, Frank Selkowski. He's on the ESPN Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline. Frank, we got through with soccer and baseball. Let's jump into the smaller sports. Let's talk about tennis, golf, and uh, track. You know, we've seen area champions crowned in golf over the past week. Uh, we've seen region champs crowned. Uh, you know, we, we've got some good golf out there. Of course, we had some low medalists from Islands and, and Savannah Hearts, and then the, the ladies of Savannah Christian are winning the area championship in golf. Uh, you had the boys of South Effingham, uh, region uh, region champs. Of, of course, they're led this year by uh, Harrison Stafford. So, a uh, guy going down to the, the College of Coastal Georgia is going to be playing collegiately. Uh, it's really been a consistent golfer out there for the Mustangs. It's been fun to watch his development. Uh, you talk about track and field and tennis. Uh, we've had some teams get eliminated. Tennis is already a couple rounds in, uh, you know, and, and the usual suspects there were making good runs and, and, and Benedictine and, and you have, uh, you know, Savannah Country Day and uh, all those usual, uh, usual suspects making good runs. Uh, track and field, uh, you know, we've, we've seen some, some standout track and field performances this year. Perhaps done more than, uh, and the guy out of Effingham County, uh, I, John Williams, I mean, what he has done, and, and, and it's all going to pay off because Tuesday he's going to sign his national letter of intent uh, to, to take part in track and field up at the University of South Carolina. And if you had a chance to see this guy, uh, he really he really runs uh, the track and fields. He's, uh, he, he does it all, high jump, triple jump, long jump, also part of a couple relay squads there uh, for, for Coach Mike Ford at Effingham. And he's really been a, a, a pleasure to watch. He's such a great young man and a very talented future ahead for, for Tajon. 
I know I got the pleasure of uh, being up at Effingham County High School, seeing him as a young kid, and Frank, believe it or not, this kid didn't like track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, what's on tap for you? You got anything special coming up uh, before we go and end the show? I mean, anything coming up with the big guy? I mean, you just did your five straight days behind the ropes. Great job on the RBC Heritage. And uh, what's coming up next with WJCL and sports? Well, now we, uh, we just lock and load for, 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 for the postseason here for spring sports. Of course, we'll be covering for all the, the soccer and baseball and keep you updated on the track and field. Uh, also, like I touched on this morning, we're down at Crosswinds and Polar. Got the MEAC Golf Championships going on. Uh, second round going on today. They'll, they'll play the third and final round tomorrow out there. I uh, got to keep a close eye on Armstrong, uh, uh, the, the Pirates, softball, baseball, all his postseason coming up. And also the golf team going to be hosting the regional here uh, in a couple days right here in Savannah as well. The men's golf team, uh, top 10 power again. Uh, so you'll have those guys in action as well. And, and we'll just watch. You know, we'll keep an eye on uh, on. Uh, Georgia Southern baseball, they finish up. Georgia Southern softballs in action this week. <laughs> uh, just, just, I mean, it, 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 like I said, this is the last giant hill before we get into, uh, you know, late May, and, and then we kind of get that May, June, July to kind of compress. You know what? We'll be a lot further talking, talking high school football once again. And tell you what, we got some talented athletes out there that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Still some, some underclassmen, uh, Richard McCown over at Liberty County. A lot of interest this year from recruiters. Uh, interesting to see like a guy like Brad Stewart, what he can do. Also, you guys talk about it in the next couple of weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll be announcing and, and having the Ashley Beering Award winner and also, uh, the Holland Stacey Award winner. So we'll be watching out for the top male and female, uh, personal athletes here in Savannah. So, uh, a lot going on as we finish up the school year. That's for sure. No problems and, and stuff for us. No problems in graduation, but still a lot of sports going on. Well, Frank, always a pleasure. Uh, I love watching you every night, listening to you on three and out every day. Keep up the great work, and uh, we need to, we need to get you a twin. That's for sure. Uh, you know, I, I thought I had one there for a while, but but he just couldn't keep up, so we, we put him <laughs> on the shelf. So we'll just keep doing what we can do, and, and as long as the kids are out there competing and working hard, we're, we're going to be there to spotlight them. That's for sure. All right, big guy, I uh, appreciate you coming on and giving us the rundown. Keep up the great work. All right, coach. We'll talk to you later. And that's Frank Slikowski, the big guy from WJCL Sports, the sports director, the news director, whatever you need him to do at WJCL, he does that too, besides running around town and, you know, putting on, putting on that, uh, you know, great camera face with the uh, camera and doing whatever he's got to do. And you know what? As he says, we do what we do and he does a great job at it. So we got, we got about a minute up here to wrap the show. And uh, once again, it goes by so quick. Uh, always a lot of information. Hey, if you got anything, that you want to be put on the show or you got an athlete of the week, just give me an email at kdemasi, K-D-E-M-A-S-I, at ESPNCoastal.com. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from the fans. Let's get you involved. We got a phone line, 920-4441. Maybe one day I should try and uh, just open the lines and see what people want to say about the uh, local sports scene here and get you on it instead of me getting uh, five or six guests here every week. But you know what? Love doing it. Great job, Matt Osborne from 3 Not. You're also a board producer, too. You're doing a great job down there in Brunswick. Once again, it's all here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. And until next weekend, always, always have a great week. Talk to you later, and I'm out. This 
has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs>